Friends, what follows is not for the faint of heart. We bring you tales of the paranormal, human wickedness, the curious, and the bizarre. Please, if you continue, proceed with caution and an open mind. We are the Queen City Creeps. Hello and welcome to Queen City Creeps, your new favorite podcast for all things true crime, paranormal, and just a little bit weird. As always, it's me, Sarah, Shelby. Hello. Jennifer. Hi. And hey guys, what what do you think the most requested story that we've been asked to do is so far? Spook light. You think the spook light? Shelby, you have any ideas? I mean, I feel like she already said it. So. <laughs> Way to uh, spoil sorry. the excitement. Way to build anticipation we there, We can do that again. Yeah, just uh, jump right in there. Just go ahead and answer the fucking you question. You asked me a fucking question. <laughs> anyway, so as you guys know, we've had... Uh, had the podcast for a little while and the most requested story we've had is actually about the spook light but none of us have actually seen it so we have asked our friend aaron bates say hi aaron hey everybody how's it going he is our resident spook light specialist he's got a little bit of background that he's going to talk to you about and we're really excited to have him thanks i'm from oklahoma originally grew up uh, hearing about the spook light from family and friends and um you know, it's one of those things where it's just kind of like if you grew up around the area, you've heard about it or mm-hmm. somebody, you know, has seen it or and they, you know, take you out to go see it. So it's kind of like a rite of passage if you live in northeast Oklahoma or southwest Missouri or northeast yeah. Arkansas. So northwest Arkansas, I guess. But yeah, so I, growing up, I, you know, was exposed to it a couple of times, you know, didn't really think of anything of it for a while. And then when I got into college, I was obviously, you know, bored and let's go do something and, you know hey, let's go see if we can see the spook light. So, <laughs> um, it's pretty cool. So, I mean, I don't know how much you want to know right now, but we'll get into details in a second. But. I have never seen the spook light. It was something that I had friends that always went to look, because I'm, I'm from Nevada, like around the Joplin-ish area, and the spook light's not terribly far from there. No, not at all. But yeah, I personally have never been, Jabo. I have never been either. Shelby? I've, I've been, but I've never actually experienced it. So, I've, I've sat in the car and, and watched for it, but not actually located the thing yet Aaron how many times do you think you've seen it uh seen it or been uh <laughs> either and or both so I'd say I've probably been just in the last 20 years I've been probably 40 times oh wow and I've seen it maybe seven or eight so it's not a guaranteed every time you go and it may not even be guaranteed the first three or four times you go so I'm gonna need to go multiple times if I want to see this happen possibly <laughs> or or just calculate when you go and I mean there there mm-hmm. are better odds for whatever reason that nobody can explain you know you'll see it more often certain times than others okay so cool cool all right well if you want to give us I mean because you did a documentary about this yeah right? yeah we did a little short documentary and then I've been on guest on a few other spook light related uh shows and episodes on tv and something some pilot episodes for mm-hmm. potential tv shows and stuff so i've been around it a while and i've done quite a bit of research i don't i take it more from a historical kind of folklore carry on the the message kind of thing carrying the story more than i do the scientific or the paranormal or anything like that but i'm i mean i know all about it so. nice have yeah. you met josh gates I have not. Because he's really dreamy. <laughs> I have he's, not. He is my most favorite uh, explorer, I think, in the world. But he's not that dreamy. He is dreamy. He's, he's like so an funny. average dude. But he's like a burly 
archaeologist Indiana Jones type <laughs> dude. Sure. I like that. I like that. He's funny. I can't say that I have a favorite explorer. I've never had <laughs> that particular thought, I guess. It goes young Indiana Jones slash River Phoenix, obviously. <laughs> Indiana Jones and then Josh Gates. I'm just saying. What other What other explorers do you know? <laughs> I mean, valid. I don't. <laughs> Shelby? Columbus, yeah. I guess. Suck it, nerd. <laughs> kind of Columbus is Columbus. below <laughs> all of those. He's horrible. Okay, so. So, continue. Uh, I, first question for you guys. In the spook, like, there's kind of three defined camps, right? Mm-hmm. There's the camp that thinks it's some kind of spooky, you know, ghost or paranormal or whatever. There's a camp that thinks that, you know, it's a scientific explanation for it. It's something natural that's happening and that we can figure out what it is. And then there's the other one that thinks everybody's just full of it, you know, bullshit, mm-hmm. just roaming around out there. It's an excuse to go park and drink beer. No. I, that's why I would go, honestly. <laughs> I, I that sounds like a great time. I support the third, but I fall into the second. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's what a lot of people do. They go into it kind of like, this is full of crap. Okay, I'm just going to go out here and do this with my friends, you know, because it's the thing to do. You yeah. Because they're bored. And then typically you will follow one to the other of the other two camps, you know, when you're when it's all said and done. So, Shelby, you are number two, but there's a scientific explanation. Yes, but I also enjoy drinking beer. So, <laughs> camps I, two and three are not mutually exclusive. I don't feel like any camp is mutually exclusive <laughs> necessarily, but I do really support camp number three. Okay. Because it's what I know. Okay, J Bo. Which camp are you? I kind of want to believe that it's like paranormal. Like I want to believe it, but I know it's probably not true. So I would probably fall into the second one where there's some sort of explanation for it, but I want it to be a ghost Color or something. Me not supply- surprised. Supplized. <laughs> Color me also with some supplies, <laughs> please. Yes. The the fact that you don't think it's paranormal does not surprise me. Yeah. Because you're. I, just to be different, I'm going to say that I hope that it is paranormal because there's some really cool, like, romantic stories about what the spook light is, and that that trips my little heart's trigger. That's fair, but... Also, I like beer, and I want to go... The romantic story angle may change a little bit by the time I'm done. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I want there to be some sort of paranormal thing, and also, let's go drink beer at the spook light. And then maybe gamble at the casino. <laughs> Down at the Devil's Promenade. The Devil's, Devil's Promenade. Promenade. Spooklight, Hornet Spooklight, Joplin Spooklight, Seneca Spooklight, you name it. Tri-State Spooklight. It's all the same thing. Okay. Uh, it's all just right. used many different names. but And over the years, it's changed some. There's people that swear it's this or that, or there's a different light. you know. But it's basically, from what well, I can tell, it's all basically the same thing. So how far is it from Joplin? Because it's near Hornet, right? Yeah, so it's... It's about, you know, as the crow flies, you know, seven, eight miles okay. um, from from Joplin. You know, New Day Joplin, it's probably a little further. Like, if you're looking at range line, it's probably like 12 mm-hmm. miles. Like so, that. From the edge of Joplin, it's like seven miles. So where from where we are, what, like an hour and a half? An hour and ten minutes. Okay. You can get to Springfield. You can, That's not that bad, so. Shelby. You made it sound like it was way further than that. Uh-huh. I usually don't make the drive on a Monday. Son of a bitch. Valid. I, I wouldn't want to either. In that. Okay. But it's actually in Oklahoma. Most people don't realize that. But I mean, everybody hears Joplin or Hornet, which are in Missouri. But mm-hmm. the Spooklight itself, Spooklight Road, is is in Oklahoma. It's in Ottawa County. Okay. Um, so it's right on the state line. See, and, I've been on that road, and I didn't know that. Yeah, a lot of so people. That's don't. not a good sign. If you watch the documentary, um, that's we interview the Ottawa County Sheriff, 
And that's like the number one thing that he wanted to tell us was that like, mm-hmm. you know, all these people from, I'm using Oklahoma speak here. Yes. Uh-huh. You, know, <laughs> okay, um, you know, all these people from Missouri come over here and think that, you know, why are we here? Tell them to get off this road when we're from Oklahoma. What jurisdiction we have? They don't realize that they're, you know, they're in Oklahoma. <laughs> I, I want to hear someone argue with an Oklahoman cop. It's like, you, you, you have check... no no control over me. Yeah, you, you need just watch the documentary and look at this guy and you'll get a pretty good <laughs> idea. His, his name's and Dennis King. He's former 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 sheriff. You gotcha. can do a quick little Google search and you'll figure out why he's no longer we will link in the show notes to aaron's documentary he has it online yeah the spooklight.com real simple see boom there you go you can or check it YouTube out too it. Yeah. or and then we can also google this guy and figure out why he's no longer sheriff it's pretty I am really good curious what was his name again dennis king okay i heard dennis quaid so <laughs> <laughs> dennis that's quaid. in canada very <laughs> yeah very different situation <laughs> So, yeah, Spooklight is, it's been seen for over 100 years, documented. It has been rumored even longer. Um, back to the early 1800s is the first rumor. I In my research back in, I did this 2005-ish, so it's been a, been a while. But I've kind of kept up with it here and there. And still, there's nothing that really documented prior to early 1900, like 1904, 1905. Mm-hmm. There's some early writings, real actually first published one was like in 36 when the Casey star did a story on it. Um, that's the first published one that anybody can find that's like in the library of Congress or anything like that. But there are multiple reports and stories handed down generation by generation from family. And, you know, people that were, that lived in the area post civil war that it's, I mean, it is documented in people's like family Bibles and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's kind of crazy, but I haven't been able to find any like major news source prior to 1936. Okay, it wasn't just hearsay or somebody's story from the grandpa or something. And then it was in the Kansas City Star. Is that what yeah? Casey Star was one of the first ones where that I, the oldest one I was able to find like documented in a you know research database somewhere. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, very cool. So the you know the theories of what a spook light is. It's it, there's not just the one spook light that everybody knows. When you say the spook light, mm-hmm. typically you're going to get the Joplin spook light or the Hornet spook light or what everybody assumes. But there's other spook lights, I'm using air quotes here, around different parts of the country. Yeah. But they all have specific names and everybody realizes that it's not the spook light. So. Yeah, the one I'd, I'd kind of heard about is the Martha, is that right, in yeah, Texas? Yeah, Texas, yeah. Yeah, so what what makes that one different from our spook uh, light? It's, first of all, it's multiple lights. Okay. Uh, I mean, different instances. I, I don't, I'm not a super expert on it, but mm-hmm. the little I've read, it, it's, it can kind of happen all over the place. Okay. Whereas this spook light is fairly confined to, you know, one area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Within a few miles. And okay. Can you describe to people who've never seen this thing, never heard of it, whatever the case might be, what this looks like? I mean, when you actually experience it. Sure. The the kind of weird thing about the spook light is it's never the same. It's it, It's got several different identities. Sometimes, I, I've seen it multiple times. And at first, you know, I was kind of a skeptic too. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, it's probably just some silly, you know, pe- person playing a trick or there really is some obvious phenomenon, you know, natural phenomenon that just can be explained. But the few th- times I've seen it uh, far away, and there's kind of two different viewings. There's You can see it far away in the distance, and then sometimes it'll be really close. Because some people have said it's in their car at one point, right? Yeah, there's been reports that have gone through their vehicle. That's um, so weird. I've never had that happen. My grandpa swears it's happened to him. Mm-hmm. And he's lived there since the you know early 50s. So your grandpa lives near Hornet? Uh, he he lives in Joplin now. But okay. he's lived in Miami, Neosho, Joplin area. All so he's been, area. Doing, he's been going to it all his life. Okay. Um, and he, you know, he's got friends that have been there way longer before that too. Mm-hmm. But 
back to the kind of description, it's it's usually a ball of light. From the naked eye, it looks like a ball of light. Uh, probably like the size of a basketball is mm-hmm. probably the biggest. Down to like softball, and then sometimes it'll split up into smaller little orbs. Um, usually fairly close together, no more than you know six, seven feet apart. Um, and then they may change colors. A couple of the smaller ones may be a slightly different shade of red versus you know more of a golden orange color. Mm-hmm. I've seen it turn blue. It, sometimes just bright white. You know, it kind of yeah. depends on how far away it is, and if it's coming towards you, go, leaving. You know, and that's kind of the weird thing. It's it's not consistent. I mean, does it kind of depend on weather at all? It does. Like, it seems to. I mean, okay. I can't say that without a doubt because nobody knows what it is. But yeah. it seems like I've seen it more when it's been kind of misty, damp, you know. Mm-hmm. You know what it feels like right before like a tornado is coming? You yeah. know, you kind of feel that weird like dense air. It, I've seen it several times during that kind of. For those of you not from the Midwest, you can definitely tell when there's going to be a tornado. Yeah, you just get that It's real stressful. Feeling, yeah. You know? I think it's just built into people from, like, Missouri and Oklahoma, though. Like, we just know. We just know. Everybody else is just like, what are you talking about? Like, no, I'm a human <laughs> barometer. Trust me on this one. <laughs> I know shit's about to go down. But there's there's documented sightings all throughout different weather. I mean, it's not like it's just this or just mm-hmm. that. I mean, people sent in the dead of winter, the hot of summer, you know, all in between. Yeah. So, and there's still, I mean, I just looked today just to see, and there's still a bunch of people that said, oh, I saw it two days ago, you know. So it's still there. Uh, in, the, in the late probably 2000s 2000 i want to say 2008 uh they paved the road it used to be a dirt gravel road they paved the road and everybody swore that it didn't show up nearly as often since they paved the road Mm -hmm. Uh, i can't really say i haven't been a whole lot in the last you know 10 years you've been a little busy in the past couple of years just a Mm -hmm. a little bit (laughs) yeah kids will do that to you (laughs) don't really have you know four hours you go sit on a dirt road yeah That's mostly why I opted not to have children, so I could sit on a dirt road for four hours by myself. There you go. <laughs> That's been my policy up to this point. That's why I hang out with you, Shelby. I'm be like, I'm gonna go hang out with Shelby. You can watch the baby. We, we have never once sat on a dirt road together for four hours. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Tyler won't care. It'll be fine. So uh, the kind of the, some more history of the spook light um, really started catching when a lot of people on the road looking for it in the you know late 40s early 50s and then on into the 60s it just blew up mm-hmm. to where there were nights where my grandpa says 60 70 cars down this four mile road holy crap you know? and to the point where it was just you couldn't move once you ran like, you know sometimes you were stuck there you know mm-hmm. for a while yeah. until everybody went home um obviously when you get that many people and you get that those people drinking and doing other things, you know, there's some nefarious activities and things yeah. like that. And so it got to be where the locals, you know, hated it because there's just people dumping their trash and, you know, and still to this day that happens. Some the, the sheriff has always, you know, sheriff department has always really you know kept an eye on it, especially on Friday, Saturday nights when they know it's typical, you know, you're going to have a bunch of people out there drinking and partying and stuff. You know, what time to see it? Like I said, time of the year kind of varies, but I mean, people have seen it all across, but I've had better luck in the fall. Okay. Less leaves. You can see a little further. You know, it's nicer outside. It's nice and cool. So you don't mm-hmm. have to like worry about sitting out there and sweating to death like you would in July. The The timing, you know, any time after dusk. I mean, it, people have seen it when it's still light out. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've seen it when it's starting to get, you know, close to dark. But most of the time it's later in the evening. You know? Okay. Past 10 is a kind of rule of thumb. You know, more often it's seen past that. Bad, bad news, Sarah. We can't go now because you don't stay out that late. Listen, for you, for the spook light, I would do it. Also, I could wear my glasses so I can see driving back after dark. 
That's like the oldest thing you've ever said, I think. <laughs> I'm old. I, I don't know. I have to do the same do. thing. So Hold on. Let me grab my readers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have those sunglasses or those moon glasses or whatever they are. So I don't have like glare. The, so those are opposite <laughs> things. I don't know what you're talking about right now. But. The orange ones that you can wear. And cut the glare down after dark. No one else knows what these no. are. My grandpa always had them. Oh, I figured you just got a newsletter when you turned like 30. <laughs> the AARP. Oh, like the sent blue blocker things? Like the. Yes. Yeah, kind of yes, yes, them. yes. They're amazing. Shelby, I'll send them to you. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, as far as like history, because some people have said that it dates back to Trail of Tears, right? Yeah, so Trail of Tears is kind of the. the beginning of when the stories you know that have been handed down kind of started and that's when more people came to the area you know obviously with the cherokee in the, mm-hmm. the 18 what, 30 late 1830s probably is when they started coming across and you know really making a home around the area and since then there's you know all kinds of stories around that you know there's lots of legends and lore you know of, with that as well mm-hmm. you know there's one of the more popular ones is that there's a you know, a Native American woman, or it's the chief's daughter, basically. Yeah. And he, she falls in love with one of the Braves, and the chief doesn't allow them to get married because, you know, for whatever reason, he's not fit for her kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And so they both jump into the Spring Creek and kill themselves in love with, you know. That's and, the story I heard. That's why I'm believing paranormal. Oh, right. yeah. 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 So that's a very popular one. And that one, truthfully, is probably the most consistent across mm-hmm. all the different places you look. You're always going to find that one. Whatever. You're always going to find the classic Romeo and Juliet totally. type. Totally. Right. Yeah. It's just Romeo and Juliet Ozark's edition. Exactly. <laughs> I, yeah. Wait, no. Romeo and Juliet Ozark edition would be like two meth clans battling it out over territory. You, you mean like the uh, Appalachian families that fought for... Hatfield McCoy's. Yeah. There we go. That's the one I was thinking about. But drugs. Yeah. Right. It's that plus math, basically. Yep. That's that's the Missouri Romeo and Juliet. Oh. Modern day. We'll we'll stay with our warrior and our... So the, some of the other like daughter. lore and legend is it's, you know, that area is, is chock full of old mines. Mm-hmm. Lead and zinc mines. It was really popular in the early 1900s, Industrial Revolution, even back before. So, you know, late 1800s to... 1920 1930 tons of mining around there so one of the you know legends is that it's this miner that his cabin was attacked and they took his kids and his wife and so he's out searching for his kids and his wife with his lantern that's so sad there's another one with a there's a civil war tie which was probably not even in the right time but Mm -hmm. they you know it's a legend so you know that one of the soldiers got his head shot off with the cannon and so he's literally (laughs) which you know he's walking around with this lantern looking for his head and i'm like wait a second why would that even hold up because why would he need a lantern if he doesn't have a head you know (laughs) right at that point the the the, the dark contrast doesn't make a whole lot of difference i wouldn't assume exactly it's our own ozark he doesn't know basically so so those are some of the more popular ones i mean there's a handful there's more than that but Mm -hmm. those are the more if if you look across all the different research and stuff you'll find those pretty common okay so so that's kind of like the paranormal tie-in basically yep okay so you said the second camp of which both jabo and shelby found themselves in what what is that what do what do the scientific community think there's lots um so we'll start kind of in the early 40s uh just after the war so 46 i believe Mm -hmm. is when the u.s army corps of engineer uh they came with a team a group of i think six or seven 
guys. What is the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers? Corps of Engineers. Yeah. They basically are the engineering body of the Army. Okay. Um, so bridges, infrastructure, whatever. But also structural, you know, at that time, they did a lot of geology type stuff and, and that kind of thing. And so mm-hmm. they did research and, you know, they were they were well respected for what they did. Okay. Um, so this is post-war, you know, just after the war. It's kind of like, hey, we need something for these guys to do. Let's go send them to this spook light thing and see if we can make any sense of it. You know, you got to remember, too, that was the time when we, you know, we're just starting kind of, you know, trying to find secret weapons and things like that. And so, you know, you almost wonder if there wasn't some type of, mm-hmm. hey, let's go figure out what this is and see if we can use yeah. it to our advantage. They're trying to militarize the spook light. Totally. <laughs> it's like, hey, do we know Do we know for a fact that thing isn't a communist? I don't know that for a fact. Let's go find out. Right. So, uh, so they went out there and did uh, a fairly... From what I can tell, um, I mean, there's a there's copies of it that you can find at the library mm-hmm. and stuff. It's the Joplin Public Library has a huge collection of spooklight stuff. So if you're ever in Joplin, stop in there and look at it. You can't check any of it out. Most of it is in their archives, yeah. but they'll let you you know look at it all you want, and you can make copies and stuff. It's r- some really neat stuff. We love the public library. Yes, some of us love the public library. Yeah. If you're in a Green bit County, too much, yeah, Green <laughs> County has quite a bit too. They do. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, back to the to Army Corps engineers. You know, their study was looking at it from, you know, what is it? You know, there's obviously something there. So many people talk about it. You know, it's not just people making up wild stories, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's real. They're seeing something. You know, yeah. They mm-hmm. took it from that approach and trying to find scientific proof. Their conclusion was basically that we have no clue. We know there's something here. We can't explain it. And that's about it. Oh, wow. So, you know, 10, 15 years go by. People still seeing it. People still going out there. The popularity becomes more and more because they've heard, hey, the Army Corps of Engineers have studied it. They don't know what it is. That mm-hmm. just adds to, you know, kind of the, the marketing of it. And Popular Mechanics comes in, which is, you know, well-respected scientific magazine back in the day. Uh-huh. So I think it was 62, 63, somewhere around there. They did a whole article on it. It's, it's I'll find the, we can put it in the show notes maybe. Yeah. What the specific article uh, issue is. You can go read it, but... They their theory in a fairly popular one that's been repeated several times is that it's car headlights refracting off of the clouds and back down. But then why don't we spook, see spook lights everywhere else? True. It, also, what about before cars? Because yeah. there's yeah. there's hundreds of people that swear they've seen it or their parents have seen it. You know, mm-hmm. prior to I mean, 1904 in Joplin there were 12 automobiles, and there are people, you know documented stories that have seen it well before that because i'd read something about like they placed a billboard or something and people were saying maybe it was reflecting off the billboard too that was a theory yeah but it's Um, the same thing like if there were 12 cars right how does he and if you read the i mean there's there's been several tests of the car headlights done um Mm -hmm. popular mechanics was like the first one there was another one after that that actually used an airplane Mm -hmm. and they set everything up but it was fairly scientific the popular mechanics one was somewhat scientific but they didn't know what they were doing necessarily what they were trying to prove yeah so the second iteration was a little more scientific and they actually had an airplane fly above that could see both points so the far end point roughly five six miles away on the other side of a ridge mm-hmm. i mean you can't just see it by the naked eye which is kind of people were trying to disprove yeah but they flew the airplane over and relayed back and forth when the guy needed to turn the lights on and turn them off you know, and they had like different colored gels in front of them to make it different colors to see if that would affect the light and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. So it's somewhat scientific. Um, but again, they couldn't really 100% 
say that that's the only thing doing it. Yeah. Well, recently, just in the last three or four years, there was a team from the University of Central Oklahoma, I believe, UCO. Mm-hmm. I think they were called the Boomers. It's like the scientific research team. And yeah. they basically did the exact same test, but more modern day. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a documentary that they did out there. It's a little little cheesy. Um, <laughs> not quite, I would say, as scientific as some of the other ones. But, you know, they're basically trying to say the same thing, that it's it's headlights refracting off of it. So that's one of the things mm-hmm. uh, that people say scientifically it is. Others have said, you know, marsh gas, you know, that's a phenomenon. Are that, there marshes in that area? No. So that I one can be thrown okay. out pretty quickly. Not not really any kind of swampy style, you know. Yeah. And that's usually like, methane. Oklahoma. Yeah. That's usually methane. And there also has to be some source to light the methane. You know, yeah. Too. So it's, that one's, you know, disproven pretty, pretty easily. Um, so Oklahoma's known for their swamps. I mean, <laughs> for their swamp gas? Every time yes. I've been there, yeah. <laughs> so you, you've also got, um, you know, just people who think it's a hoax. You know, it's just mm-hmm. somebody's out there doing this. But there's just, there's no way a group or even one or two people could keep that up for that long. Yeah. Know? And to be able to, I mean, I've seen it with my own two eyes multiple times. And there's no way somebody could physically, you know, be moving around and doing the stuff that it's doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been times where literally it'll look like it's, you know, couple hundred yards away and then literally within half a second it's right behind you it's like just instantly that's so weird so travels pretty quick and then it also is one of those things where you can try to go towards it and it you can never get close enough you know it just keeps going further and further away and then eventually just fizzle out and it's gone that's crazy Hmm. so what is it the lightning Ball, ball lightning? lightning? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people think it's ball lightning, yep. right? Yep. There's okay. multiple reports of people thinking it's ball lightning. Nobody can prove it. But, but at the same time, like, you have to have dampness in the air. Typically. And some sort of, like, energy or, like, lightning, basically, to, like, charge it. Because you can see, like, it happens sometimes on cow antler, cow antlers. That is that the right word? No. Cow horns. There you go. <laughs> That's cow the one antlers. I'm looking for. And then it was also in Little House on the Prairie, too. Oh. Which, you know, that's in our area, sort yeah, of. Yeah, deeply scientific. Listen, Laura Ingalls Wilder was a bad bitch, and you better respect her. So you guys know about, like, the, the New Madrid earthquakes, like, back in the early 1800s? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yes. some of the worst earthquakes we probably had in the The US. Missouri ran backwards, or the Mississippi ran backwards. Yeah. So at that time, there were a lot of reports that people literally saw just sparks of light come up out of the ground right after that, and for a while after that. Mm-hmm. People think that, another theory is that some kind of tectonic thing... You know, because we're on a fault line. But the New Madrid fault isn't near It's not there. right there. No, yeah. it's not. It's not. But, you know, traveling underground and stuff. You know, yeah. That's... I think it's a weird thing like that, too, that it could be just, you know, coming up out of the ground and, like, these electromagnetic pulses or something mm-hmm. that, that cause a spark of light. Yeah, because they've had seen that in, like, San Francisco, like, around big earthquakes there. They've seen kind of, like, the sparks of light and everything. But that's, like, right on a fault line. So right. I would think that would be more. Like, what in New see. Madrid. Yeah. 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 So, again, theories. <laughs> so people have all kinds of theories. That's so, so weird. Those are. I mean, then you've got the the willow of the wisps. You know, if you've heard of those, I've seen like brave bioluminescence and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. I haven't seen brave. You haven't ever seen brave? No, it's so good. I actually haven't seen brave either. What? I'm I'm not as much of a child at heart as I used to be. Damn it, you guys! I so, was, and I was never a child. Get up on your so Disney man. Can't do that. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> brave is amazing. I think it might be on Secondly, your. Is it the list that you gave me? 
I'm pretty sure I gave it to you for Christmas and you just ignored it on that jump right. drive. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah that's, that's accurate. That probably happened. Mm-hmm. But that's more, I mean, that goes back to swamp gas, right? And yeah, there's like bioluminescence, decaying funguses and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Or fairies. Will of the Wisp are also there fairies, Jabo. Oh, okay. They can lead you to your future. Watch fucking oh. Brave. It's so good. Okay, so we we don't think it's swamp gas. We don't think it's Will of the Wisp. We don't think it's the New Madrid Fault. Mm-hmm. We know if it's earlier than 1904, then it's probably not cars with headlights. I'll say this about the headlight theory. there There's probably some definite truth to part of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of people have seen what they think is the spook light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I probably have too. That there have actually been some kind of light refraction. Maybe not headlights, but some light other around there Mm -hmm. because light does weird things when you hit angles and you know yeah that kind of thing but it's definitely not the only thing um right yeah there's some instances where that's probably related to that and that probably really isn't the real spook light but i know for a fact on multiple times i've seen a light in front of me and then all of a sudden it's behind me did that scare you when it happened you know like the first time yeah a little bit i mean the hair definitely and you'll hear a lot of people in their encounters and they are you know recasting it they'll say you know the hair on the back of my neck stood up or the you know and and so that kind of leads into the electromagnetic stuff you know yeah. is, it, yeah. mm-hmm. is it static or something like that but um and it definitely did i mean it more i think just from kind of a spooky aspect but yeah uh, once i saw it the first time though i never was afraid of it after that like it wasn't like it was like oh i don't want to go see it again you know mm-hmm. were you more likely to want to go back and see it again oh totally okay totally. Uh, since you've been like 40 times yeah. I, mean, I, I think i probably saw it when i was a kid with yeah. my parents and my grandpa i don't remember it that well uh-huh. but i know we went out there a few times yeah. but it was it was i think at that time it was like the far away lights right yeah um but the up close one you, you find people that have seen it up close and they're like dead set you know oh yeah there's something there you know there's hmm. no doubt at all hmm. so it, it, yeah it's it's different and then my buddy rance who helped me with the documentary he you know was kind of on the fence too he was like what you know and sure enough, like after the first time he re- we, that we really saw it, like legit saw it, he was like, "Okay, that was fucking weird. Like, what is this?" <laughs> you know. So what what is your favorite part about making that documentary? Truthfully, it wasn't even as much of the light because again, when we were actually trying to make the documentary, we only actually saw the light once oh, wow. out of the probably you know ten times that we went out there. Mm-hmm. I only saw it legit one time when I was actually making the documentary. Oh wow. Hmm. Um. So we were just, we were shooting a lot, you know, a lot of beat, what we call B-roll, um, interviewing a lot of people. Um, so that was a fun thing. And it, interviewing the people that lived on the road. Yeah. Because uh, there's a lot of older, older farmhouses and stuff on the actual road. And, you know, it's not just one road. It's several roads. There's East 50 is kind of the, the common nowadays road that everybody sees it on. Mm-hmm. Um, but back in the, the 40s, it was on East 40, which is one mile north. It's a gravel road. Um, and then even before that, in the early 1900s, late 1800s, is where they saw it more in Hornet, which is further in Missouri. Okay. Um, so, you know, it kind of moves around, but consistently, for at least the last, you know, 40 years, people have, have seen it on East 50. So, I mean, it shows up on different roads. It's not just East 50, which is more commonly the one you'll see it on now, which that is a paved road since the late 2000s. They've paved that road. East 40, which is one mile north, is a, was a common road that you'd see it on back in the you know pre-50s. Um, mm-hmm. And even before that, in the early 1900s, late 1800s, there's you know people that say they saw it near Hornet, which is kind of where the original name came from, which is you know a couple miles into Missouri. 
And then there's other people that have said they've seen it, you know, all the way up into Baxter Springs, Kansas, even. Which, oh, wow. Hmm. That's a little ways. Yes, a little ways. Yeah. So, say I wanted to go see the spook light. Hmm? How, where would I park? Like, what? how do you do this? So, what's, what's the deal? What? How do we set the scene for? <laughs> me? Yeah. So in the in the day when it was a, a gravel road, mm-hmm. it was pretty wide. So you could literally just pull to the side of the road, right or left side, and there'd still be plenty of room for a car to go in the middle. Okay. Um, nowadays with it paved, it's kind of a high bank, so if you can't really pull. And I think they did this on purpose somewhat. Mm-hmm. You can't really pull off without like one of your tires just completely going down in the ditch. So it, it's a little harder. Pretty much everybody has to stay on one side or the other to uh-huh. let the other cars go. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean. Once you get on the road, and finding it's not too hard, uh, if you follow directions, there's plenty of places that tell you how to get to it. The easiest way I can tell you is take 43 South off of I-44, mm-hmm. which is, if you know where like the Petro truck stops at, that's 43. Yeah. Take that south to Iris Road, which is a big sign that says Iris. Go right on Iris, which you're going to be going due west straight into the Oklahoma state line. Mm-hmm. Um, once you hit the state line road, I mean, you can't go any further on Iris. You hit the state line road. You take a right, which is State Line Road, and you'll go to East 50 and take a left. And that's Spook Light Road. Do you know how often I'm going to have to listen to this? Like, so that I can find Just my way Google out it. There. Just it Google it's actually it. in Google Maps. If you yeah. type in Spook Light, it, it'll show oh, up wow. and you can click and it'll take you right to it. That's how you know it's so, legit. It's legit. I'm really surprised that people haven't complained enough that Google had to, like, take that off there. Like, the, the residents and yeah. stuff like that around there. Like, hey, can you not label my house as spook light the thing is though when when it's been like that for a hundred years and everybody knows about it it's kind of hard it's just one of those things that you know it's like you can't hide it there's like there's probably like 60 angel fire pages about it or whatever oh geocities yeah Yeah, geocities absolutely yeah total uh geocities action with you know the bouncy animated gifs and all that oh yeah absolutely i like it i miss those why so, don't we have one? Let's do let's do that for just, our Queen City Creeps do page. Do a lo-fi You know, there's, there's actually a, yeah. an engine you can just type your web address into, and it will, like, angel fire it. And really? create, like, all kinds of cheesy 90s web graphics, yeah. I mean, ours is, like, a WordPress. It's not very fancy. Doesn't I don't matter, know if you've work. seen it. Okay, perfect. So I'm going to need link. you to send me that. Yeah. I, I, I say, your Spooklight information was great, but that is the best thing you've seen. <laughs> here. Thank you. I'm full of all kinds of useless information. Right. Like that, so. We should also start a Zanga to start a, a weird, like, angsty blog what about a myspace can we do a myspace that's all uh, that's still a thing though justin People timberlake still owns it it's still a thing that's it's justin, still a thing yeah. justin timberlake owns part of MySpace. i thought they took that thing down i hope so because my myspace page was sad <laughs> i'm gonna go look it up and get home so which camp do you fall because we never asked you this I, you know i'm de- at first when i started the documentary i was totally doing it from like a historical like let's document the story because you know, it had been handed down to me by my grandpa and my parents, you know, and it was one of those things where, okay, somebody needs to actually put this, you know, because there's mm-hmm. so many people that just talk about it and, you know, that live around there. So I was like, hey, let's put this down, you know, let's get it out there for archival purposes. And so I was kind of more into it, like from the historical side of things and the, you know, passing down stories, you know, because the Ozarks especially is very story driven, you know, yeah, the history of, you know, all kinds of stories. And that, and that carries over some just from, Appalachia and that kind of thing too but so I kind of did it from more of that aspect of okay what is it how do you get there how do you know about it you know more of informational deal Mm -hmm. but I mean once we actually started going out there and seeing it and you know somewhat consistently over time I mean there's I'm not a big ghost believer I mean I definitely think that there's probably some you know other life forms out there in our universe but which I don't think it's that but 
it's something scientific, but I mean, there's a lot of stuff scientific that, you know, we've found and it's like, oh, hey, this is new. You know, mm-hmm. even like, especially at the deep sea, if you think about the deep sea, you know, there's still people finding things that nobody ever knew existed. All new creatures, all new, you know, the thermal vents and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that are recent with just in the last 20 years, you know, that nobody had a clue. So it's something scientific, I think. I don't think the car headlights, I, I'm not quite following that camp. I think there's probably some legit instances where they probably could have recreated that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's what most people see as a spook light. Well, yeah. it was sad that we didn't touch on any of the, the aliens, the Illuminati, any of the conspiracy side of the spook light because it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Is that, do people think it's aliens? Uh, I, I'm sure some people do that probably aren't educated about it or haven't researched it, but. My, my friends in high school, yes, accurate. <laughs> so I will say, I mean, there's never been a reported report of anybody being injured by it. Okay. Um, I mean, so it's never, now it's like screwed with people before, you know, and people swear it's like chasing them and stuff, but. You know, it's always been like, you know, just it was messing with them. Nobody's ever been injured by it. There's been a lot of people that have been injured by doing other things out there. Yeah. Yeah. They're drunk. There's been some people stabbed and fights and a couple people shot and things like that. What what's the craziest story you've heard about the spook light? Do you think Uh, craziest story? I mean, it could be somebody getting stabbed. I'm down for that. That's yeah, fine. there there was definitely. My grandpa tells me like when they were going to it quite often, and you know, every couple weekends they go out there. Um, there was like a big group of people that literally blocked the road off. They mm-hmm. moved like giant boulders, like to where nobody could easily move them, and kind of locked everybody in on the road. And there was, I guess, some big fight, and a couple guys got stabbed. What the shit? And, and part of it was that I think they put the boulders there so the cops couldn't get you know in, to them to the rumble yeah so it was kind of like everybody was you know stuck there you know that was kind of crazy i just want the fight what? to have been about the spook light though like it's swamp <laughs> gas no it's headlights i'm gonna stab your ass like so maybe it's the oklahoma broadway musical then, that can be one of the you know yeah. right because it's oklahoma and that's totally fucking possible yeah. oh and by the way in oklahoma we do drive with one foot i'm quite aware my stepdad's in oklahoma is goddamn <laughs> terrifying because i heard your previous that we all drive with two feet so. oh okay i Aww. forgot i even I remember that. I, I do. Yeah, we were talking about yeah, that. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. But all right, whatever you say. <laughs> That's how you know Aaron's a real listener. See, and I, I, <laughs> feel, I feel like people from Oklahoma fall into two camps. We're back to camps now. And it's, <laughs> and it's I drive with two feet, but I drive an automatic. Or I drive with one foot and I drive a standard. And some fucking how that works. <laughs> Very possible. Oklahoma's fucking nuts, dude. I don't know what to tell you. We are. We are. That's maybe one of the reasons why I don't live in Oklahoma anymore. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. That's possible. That's possible. I just mostly nice don't side. like the toll roads in Oklahoma. So. Definitely because the roads aren't that great. That's yeah, true. Yeah, the, uh, the state symbol for Oklahoma is the traffic cone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the official like, state flower. <laughs> Missouri has a bear. We have the traffic cone. I actually yes. did drive through yes. there at one point, and they built like a weird monster-looking thing out of those big traffic barrels. I was like, good job, Oklahoma. You finally have a mascot. You did a great job. <laughs> All right, cool. Is there, I mean, is there anything we're missing? So so what are you missing? Um, yeah. Let's see. I mean, we've kind of covered the key stuff. There's a lot of kind of just associated spook light stuff that you probably need to be aware of. Mm-hmm. Like, I think somebody mentioned the casino earlier. It's not too far away. Uh-huh. So the bar in the middle of Downstream Casino is called the Devil's Promenade. Yes, I know it quite well. FYI. <laughs> and they, they also have a special drink called the Spook Light. Nice. Which I would highly recommend. The Spook Light has been covered in hundreds of different stories, 
um, newspaper articles, magazine articles, books. I have a couple books here, mm-hmm. some fiction, some nonfiction that people have tied the spook light into. Anything erotic? Uh, that, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe that can be on your your next uh, to do. There's probably you know, an audience for it. So. I want to write spook light erotica. I have always wanted to write a novel. I think I want to find the subject matter. Shelby, <laughs> let's do this. It's an untapped market. We can you do know, this. There, what is that? What's the rule uh, on the internet that there's always rule thirty four? Yeah, there you yeah. go. So what you know, rule thirty four. Rule thirty four. If, if uh, okay, so there's a series of rules. Um, I thought that the rule was the internet was made for porn. No, no, no. The okay, so I believe it's rule thirty three. And our more perverted listeners, please email us and, con- and correct me on this. It's been a while since I've really looked into the rules of pornography on the internet. Uh, pretty much since I turned eighteen and didn't have to click yes, I'm a yes, I'm adult anymore. <laughs> but basically, rule thirty four states that if you can imagine that there's porn of it, there is porn of it. And then rule thirty five states that if there is not porn of it once you've conceived of it, it is now your responsibility to make that porn. I just. So Shelby has to make spook light porn now. So let's do this. Shelby, <laughs> I want to do this. Let's I, write. Let's I don't write feel that some... way about you, Sarah. No, I'm not saying like we're going to do it. I'm saying let's write some spook light porn and link to it on Facebook. I'm just thinking, I mean, it just turned out to be just you, me, and the spook light in the back of the Lincoln. And that doesn't work out great for anyone. <laughs> some like fan fiction there. Oh, spook absolutely. Spook light threesome. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> It's never hurt anybody, but it doesn't return our calls anymore. <laughs> right. so. so it hurts your feelings deep inside. It hurts my heart a little Aww. bit. Shelby, this went to a weird place. <laughs> it tends to for some reason. Pretty much every episode that I've listened to, it's gone to a yeah. weird place. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry you mentioned books, and my first thought was erotica. That's kind of on me, I feel like. But He's you, not wrong. But it's you've not. heard the show, so... <laughs> Wow, it's been 30 minutes and Shelby hasn't mentioned his dick once. Time <laughs> to pick least, it up a fucking notch. At least you're not sad that you have one this episode. Not any sadder than usual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Aaron, anything else? Uh, no, I just, I would encourage everybody, if you've never been to see this book, like, go see it at least once. Now, your odds may, may, not, may not be that great if you just go once, but... Um, you know you may you may see it it's mm-hmm. it's pretty cool and, and once you see it you will definitely see something um nobody's ever saw it and just immediately discounted it that i've ever talked to um cool. you know you may not know what it is or may have a different thought than somebody else but you will definitely see something if you know if you sat there long enough mm. i'm excited i think we should go i'm fine with that qcc field trip oh yeah. yes Let's do it. I'll be your guide. Perfect. Perfect. My mom designed my form. She lives in the area. (laughs) Your mom loves me. It'll be fine. She'll let you go. All right, cool. Well, guys, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns for Aaron or any of us here at Queen City Creeps, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, or you can always email us at queencitycreeps at gmail.com, and we'll hopefully hear from you soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye.